We're here again with Mr. Tanner Durrell, good friend of ours, uh, local entrepreneur in Ottawa, uh, cannabis enthusiast, as well as I can say professional, definitely deep down. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk today about, um, I guess, his background in cannabis and also just like uh, entrepreneurship as far as it goes with cars. We'll obviously lead more into that uh, in, in the podcast, but yeah, Tanner, welcome. Thanks for coming by, dude. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on Cabin in the Clearing. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, super stoked to be on here. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, I'll start off by just giving a quick shout out to Kaoki, K-O-T. We got some good shit in the house today. I think it's uh, the lemon verbena that you got going? It's lemon, lemongrass. Yeah, lemongrass. Yeah, that good shit. We're sponsored by K-O-T. Everybody check out the links that we have this, uh, in the description below. Uh, only do, I think, nationally, right? It's only Canada exclusive right yeah, now? Yeah, I believe uh, Kiyoki's just doing Canada as of right now, but I'm sure uh, as time progresses and he gets more uh, further in his business, he's going to be shipping hopefully internationally, at least maybe even to the States, you know, mm -hmm. to start off. But uh, yeah, yeah, check out KOT. We're going to link uh, Kiyoki's information below as always and uh, you can check it out for yourself, Metigaman Agriculture. Uh, but yeah, Tanner, so um, I guess a good place to start is like uh, both of us are huge fans of cannabis clearly for a long time. Uh, we were in it back in the day. I mean, as well as Guy, we can attest to the back in the day. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I used to I smoke some weed for sure before. I don't, I don't, not anymore, but that's just a personal choice. You know, it's like people don't drink, some people don't smoke weed. And, uh, and yeah, that's just, you know, it's just my choice now. So Big time. It's all yeah. about preference in the end. And sometimes 100%. your preference at the beginning is just you can smoke a shit ton of it. And then as time progresses... Sometimes you just got to kind of lean back and kind of like take a side edge to the cannabis and only enjoy on the like odd occasions. And some people can't even consume now like on a regular. So it's just sometimes your body changes and so does the cannabis the way that it interacts with it. Yeah, yeah very true. That's, and that's I, a good point. Yeah. Actually, I guess that that's a good kind of lead into my first point. Like um, that's probably one of your biggest passions. I'm assuming if you could uh, elaborate on the, the usage of cannabis in the first place and how it is very person dependent, you know, like on the individual and uh, it's a lot of people like they say, oh, why do you consume? And it's like, well, to get high, you know, and it's like, that's not really the case for a lot of people that consume, you know. Uh, so like you said, whether it's their preference to consume or not, like what, what would you say is like some of your medical kind of benefit side that you looked at that kind of like got you interested in it? Big time. Um, so like for myself, uh, it started like back whenever I was a young teenager, um, just kind of like indulging a little bit recreational with cannabis. Um, I ended up having really, really bad chronic back pain due to an accident that happened whenever I was a little kid, um, that then ended up leading into some nerve issues whenever I was a young teenager. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I ended up, uh, almost like I wasn't able to see straight. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able, like all my senses basically all the nerve endings on the back of my neck started getting pulled by the, my muscles being so tense and wow. it was messing with all my senses and anything that was connected to my nerve so basically every single function that your body does um so as time progressed i got put on to about six to seven pills a day um like muscle relaxers okay. uh, anti-inflammatory stuff like that okay um and when i was 18 uh, my doctor wanted to put me on narcotics so they wanted to put me on codeine um, so for myself, I started really kind of searching out there being like, 
I don't think this is going to be a good option for me. I'm a young kid. I don't want to get onto a medication that could like last a lifetime. Yeah. Also could lead to problems down the road. For sure. So I really started to indulge and look into cannabis. Um, I ended up finding a clinic called um, NAC, National Access Cannabis, that used to be on Wellington Road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was actually the person that got me my medical license is a huge, uh, entrepreneur in the cannabis industry named Angelo. And he runs one of the best, uh, compound, uh, pharmacies in Ottawa called hybrid farm. Yo, shout uh, out. Yes. Farm. <laughs> um, he hooked me up with my license, got me like really educated on what cannabis could do and how it could help me on my everyday life, which really started my journey. Um, and with that journey, it started kind of going a lot further than what I expected. Um, I started doing a lot of research, learning all about how the cannabis plant could help me help other people and just its benefits and everything like that. Um, of course, back then it was 28, uh, 2016, 2017. So legalization. Yeah. Pre-legalization. And, yeah, right. and mm -hmm. uh, there was still a lot of stigma around it. There wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't a lot of people that would talk to you about it. So the thing is, is I got the information through hybrid, uh, not hybrid, um, North NAC, um, yep. and then, uh, started moving into the cultivation side of things. Um, just as medical cannabis was really expensive. There was only a few licensed producers that were out there and you had to get it shipped from them. So you also had to pay shipping costs on top of your cannabis costs. So it ends up bringing up the dollar quite a bit. So I started looking into growing. Um, I ended up getting an opportunity to work with a gentleman uh, that was in Michigan, and he taught me all through Instagram how to cultivate and how to grow. He, we literally just sent messages back and forth, and he would try to help me, give me little tips, um, if it was irrigation, or if it was my lights, or if my humidity was off, stuff like that. He would kind of give me little tips and tricks to kind of really dial in my grow. Um, and this is what really, exploded my uh, passion for the plant. The more I started working with it, yes, I've had my ups, yes, I've had my downs. I've had plants that haven't yielded over an ounce, uh, spent over four months on them. It happens. It's all about the name of the game. You go up, you go down, you just keep moving forward. Um, so for me, I learned so much and it took a while. I had friends that would look at my weed and be like, yo, is that actually weed? <laughs> um, like the thing is, is you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Of course. Um, so then I really dove in, I went heavy into education again, um, took about eight months, uh, stopped growing, took eight months, looked into every educational site that I could found some really good grow Bibles that I still have to this day. Um, and really dove into the, uh, really growing side of things. Um, found that like genetics really turned out to be like my huge passion of cannabis um, just because genetics is where the effects lay. Um, if you don't have good genetics, you won't have good effects. Um, and then also if it's not grown right, you're not going to get the good, true representation of those effects and the plant. So what I started doing was I started looking for really crazy genetics all over the world. So in the UK, in the US, in Europe, and tried to find the best breeders that were out there to find the best product possible. Um, and this is still kind of a little bit pre-legalization. Um, and as legalization broke out, I got into the industry and this is where I met JP. Yeah, uh, super at days, dude. <laughs> big time, the good old super at. 
um, where we just, we had so much fun at the beginning of the industry. It was just chaos. Nobody kind of knew what they were doing, but hey, we were all doing it. We were getting forward. We were moving forward with the industry and it was all about the fun of it. Um, and we, and that just kept going. Um, so the more people that I talked to, the more people I realized shared the same passion as mine. But then it also then started going more into wellness um, and actually kind of like for myself now, I don't actually consume as much as I used to. Um, I maybe consume like maybe once or twice a day, um, very little. It's more kind of more medicinal. Um, so kind of like my path with cannabis has changed as well as time has gone on. And that's why if you don't consume, you don't consume and it's okay. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't agree with you. Cannabis doesn't yeah. agree with everybody. Absolutely. I, I definitely, well, I, I take CBD. <laughs> yeah. I take yeah, CBD I just a bit. Yeah, CBD yeah. Kick. Um, yeah, so I take CBD pretty much like every day. Uh, I've been taking CBD for like, a, I don't know, like maybe like a year, a year, probably now I'd say at least a year, maybe yeah, even I'd say more. I'd it is about a year by now. Yeah, probably even more than a year. But uh, yeah, I definitely take it almost pretty much every morning with coffee, just like the smallest bit, depending on how much, uh, this is like pretty much no THC in the CBD at all. It's just like pure CBD. Um, and like, yeah, it's just like a wellness thing in the morning too, especially if you're drinking a lot of coffee, if you're working or whatever. Uh, I think like a small amount and it just adds to like the, uh, the kind of level level out, I guess you could say. <laughs> Big time. It's, it's quite amazing how much CBD has and how many properties it has and how many different issues it can help with. Um, it's, it's quite an extraordinary plant, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, and I think so many people share the same passion. Absolutely. Like, even touching on, uh, say, like, live rosins and concentrates and things like that, like, um, Cody Coulson, is a, who's one of the big, you know, uh, like, uh, hash pressers in Canada, um, his, his philosophy is always, like, when I'm watching his stories and stuff, is, like, you know, it's all about source materials. So, exactly going back to what you said is, like, the proper genetics the proper representation it's not all about just the thc but it's also about these terpene oils that exist in the plant that that really with the thc is what kind of creates an effect you know it's like one heavy terpene amount over another is going to give you either a more like body high or a more like maybe elevated sort of experience or uh, sort of thing so it's it's cool how that like that is really important so that is the root of it all is really like your source material right like so going back on what you were saying, I guess, like <laughs> big time um, and exactly what you said, uh, the old school grower that I met um, through Instagram, uh, he always used to it, like iterate that to me was just start with good genetics, start with good genetics. If you don't start off with good genetics, you're not going to end up with a good result. And the thing is, is it all goes down to literally just starting off with that seed, making sure you properly pheno hunt, you find that structure that looks the best, you find that smell that smells super sweet, and then you back cross that. Um, um, and doing that and taking the time to actually develop your genetics to make sure that your seeds are really consistent as well. So that whenever, you, if you are selling seeds or you're a distributor in that sense, make sure that everything is consistent so that if you pop five seeds, you get seeds that are very, very um, unison. So then your grower knows that they're going to end up with a good end result. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And like you were saying, like with Cody Colson and everything, they really dial into what is like the best thing about the plant. And that's the trichomes. It's the oils. It's the, like the terpenes, it's the cannabinoids. It's the unison of all of it. Um, one of our good buddies, Eric Millette, um, who used to work for Aurora now is working at 710. He gave me the best description for how terpenes and cannabinoids work together. Cannabinoids are basically like your plane and your terpenes are your destination. So even though everybody says indica sativa hybrid, 
the thing is, is it's all about your terpenes and that's where your high is going to go. If you have more lemony citrusy, it's probably going to be lean more sativa. If it's more gassy, earthy, has more like hoppiness to it, it might lean a little bit more indica. And then you might have those like ones that sit a little bit in the middle that have the combination of both. Um, that's actually a really good point. And you know, what's uh, kind of cool for any listeners that honestly are just maybe not as well versed in cannabis stuff. And, and like, if we can actually relate it quite well to Kaoki's tea, for example, like Kaoki mentioned it in some of his podcast or his podcast before that, you know, certain types of teas are good for like muscle relaxing or certain things. So that's, that's terpenes. It's, theoretically, that's what that is, is that's like that oil, essential oil in that plant that's creating lavender helps you relax. There's properties of lavender you can find in indica strains, like that kind of thing. And it's funny you say that because, like, sometimes I'll see something, oh, classified as hybrid or classified as indica. But I look at, especially if it's a company that lists them, which is great, like terpene profiles on them will be caryophyllene and limonene. Those two are my favorite, like, hands down. Those are two I always look for. Caryophyllene is a little more prominent in indica strains for anyone who wants to know. It's a little more peppery, a little more spice, I guess I'd say. Limonene, citrusy, lemon fruits, the, you know, citrus fruits, things, things like that. I find the combination of those two together, especially with a higher THC, if you want to talk about high THC and then a high terpene amount, those help me relax. So to me, it's always hybrid. That always feels like a hybrid effect, regardless of if it's classified as indica or the other. It's like, because the limonene tends to elevate, make me feel a little more euphoric, happy, you know, but I still feel relaxed and I'm not like head buzzed, you know? Big time. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, hugely. And it, I think it's why we kind of pair well together too, is because, uh, uh, the limonene and the caryophyllene are my top two as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so literally any strain I try to find because studies have shown that caryophyllene actually binds to your CB2 receptors the yeah. same way that CBD does in t uh, THC, I think does a little bit as well. Um, so it's one of the best ones for studies show uh, for pain relief. Um, and then for limonene, it's kind of like a lot of studies show that it's more good for like a mood elevator. Um, so having the combination of both of those for myself is with dealing with um, chronic pain and stuff like that. I find with the combination of those at the end of a day of a end of a stressful day, it's just a perfect mix. Really, and yeah? It just kind totally. of sets me into the right mood so I can chill, relax, kind of do a little bit on the side and then I'm perfect for the end of the night. Absolutely. Mm. And tea, tea's, you know, going back to the tea thing, it's pretty versatile in the sense that like you can drink certain kinds of tea in the morning and you're not necessarily going to feel sleepy, but this citrusy lemony tea is something I'd probably enjoy more in the daytime, morning, like whatever. But if I was drinking like, like an earthy, yeah, like raspberry tea or like something along those lines, it'd probably be more nighttime because it'd be more relaxed and things like that. It's the same kind of concept. It's just cool how this is all nature, you know, at the end of the day, I guess is my point, but it's, Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. no, no, I was just, uh, sorry, go, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, actually, um, it's just, it's crazy what you guys were saying earlier, what, what you were saying about 2016 and how like, I mean, it's so new, I guess. I never in my mind, I never even really considered like the education part. It's actually like, well, we're 2022. It's only like, like, what, like six years, not even. Yeah. And we legalized in 2018, correct? Yep. Yeah. And, and we only opened stores in like September or April or something. Yep. It was like it, October. It got legalized in 2018, but then April was the first that's store. That's crazy. I never even so thought it was on the cusp of like, 2019. Because anyway, I guess before like, that, nobody really had proper like weed education, I guess. Like, yeah. Well, not and, in Canada anyway, not, not like proper, proper education. Oh, it's true. Like even, because even that's actually talking about the fun days of beginning a super ed, exactly what Guy's saying is like, we, we even saw like the dynamic of people learning what terpenes were like, like people were all of a sudden like educated on THC, but they weren't 
educated. Neither was I really. I can't say I was like, I can't be a hypocrite and say I knew everything, but it's like, we actually at the beginning also were like, Oh, high THC. That's what you want to buy. But it's like, really, that's kind of an arbitrary thing to look at. Like, it's like it's smell, it's, it's growing technique, it's, it's terpene profile. And, and then, yeah, that was like over time, oh, now we have edibles. Now we know about edible ingestion and how that hits differently. And like, you know, and it, it, so it's, it's very beneficial, actually, like the fact that it's legalized in that sense that we can research it. And like, it's wow. and like huge. Yeah, like education is, is a huge part of it. I, I could only like like imagine. Yep. And uh, just to kind of like uh, swing it back to about like what you were saying with tea, um, it kind of education goes right back to even like learning more about your teas and stuff like that. You can actually correlate it very much to cannabis. Um, I actually used to be like a tea connoisseur back in the day from, uh, I used to work at Tivana. Um, and the correlation between tea and cannabis is incredibly similar. Um, exactly kind of how, um, JP was saying like with the taste, the flavor, stuff like that, your white teas, your black teas, your green teas, oolong, stuff like that, everything will have a different effect. So depending on how you want to feel, if you get a white tea with like say uh, lavender in it, it's going to give you more of an uplifting effect, but because it has the lavender in it, it's going to give you a little bit more calm. So it'll give you that caffeine boost, but it's not going to make you anxious because it has that lavender. So kind of similar with finding a strain that's a high potency THC, but you have linalool in it. It's going to give you that nice strong buzz, but it's not going to spike you up there because that linalool is going to keep you on a decent level. There used to be a strain that literally everybody bought. It was Sunset uh, 3.5. It always sat at 23. Yep. By uh, LBS. LBS. Yeah. Sour Kush. (laughs) That's something that's always like, man, and it's it's not, I'm not hating or anything, but like, it's just something that I've always wondered like where the strain hell names, do strain names yeah. come from? Because like, you know, like I, I feel like you could just like, you know, grow weed in your backyard and then you could just call it like blue lemon or something. You know what I mean? Like you can literally like, it's definitely a marketing tactic for sure. Especially if you're looking at the black market, like, you know, like before weed was legally, you know, it's like, yo, like, yo, I know skunks are real and AK-47 is a real strain and stuff like that. But like, you know what I mean? Like you get what I'm saying? No, like, it's so true. And you can and, literally just tag anything, anything. You know, and then funny. you're like, yo, there's blue socks. Well, that's why it's funny coming from <laughs> I guess not like blue socks, more but. almost like a consumer perspective, like your, your perspective. It's good to hear it that way. Cause it's true. It is half and half. It's like half a marketing technique and like kind of bullshit to make it sound glamorous. But then at the same time, it's kind of relative, but like you, so say, for example, you have a black cherry punch. If you have a, a, a company that grows it and then irradiates the shit out of it and kills all the terpenes, makes the THC super high, it's not going to smell like cherries. It's going to smell like hay. It's probably going to smell like shit. So there's no... But then if you get a strain like really well grown, it's like it will actually smell like like sweet cherry like sort of thing. But that's also proper representation of the plant, right? So I feel like people get it almost from a like stoner. Obviously, a lot of it is stoner sitting there being like <laughs> ice cream cake and like shit like that. But it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if I, when I try like proper quality cannabis, like I'm like UK cheese. It tastes and smell like cheese. Like it, it like you I know have what I mean? smelt weed but, that smells like cheese. Yeah, before. but yeah, yeah. that's because it's well grown. Like you know what I mean. So okay. it's like, you're right. Like a lot of times, it's like sometimes people will just make up a name. Like it's so so true. 
Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and that kind of actually ties back to what I was talking about before with, um, the true representation of the flower. Um, cause sometimes you'll have these companies out there and it's even happening in the legal market is sometimes the, there's these companies, they'll grow at this flower, people will try it. And then they stigmatize that strain due to the fact that the company didn't actually grow to its true representation of it. And then they go to, tr they won't try it in another companies because they're stigmatized to the fact that that company didn't cultivate it properly and then think that they don't like that strain. Um, and mm. that's why you also see in the industry, people kind of changing up the name slightly because they don't want that stigma to it. Sure. Um, like I do, uh, Wagner's cherry jam. There's an example. Black yeah. cherry punch is what the strain is, but they call it that and you can kind of identify it as that and theirs is much better than a lot of others you know like <laughs> big time and shout out to wagner's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well made weed <laughs> so just a shout out to wagner's um and also uh just a way to kind of transition this is uh i was uh i started getting into actually cannabis prints um back in the day um so as much as my cannabis enthusiasm started to grow i started really kind of falling in love with the actual representation of the plant in its truest flower form um so what i started to do was i started taking these big beautiful uh print photos um and started printing them out and kind of selling them um so what this did was actually really introduce me into my entrepreneur side which i guess was always living in me um just from going from growing and like always sometimes failing and just kind of persevering and pushing through and always just being like i don't care if i fail i'm gonna make it i'm gonna get there um and for myself i just realized i have a passion towards business and just everything else that's out there um i really got surrounded by weed and focused really heavily on the cannabis industry um, but then started seeing what every other industry has to offer out there um, which really expanded my entrepreneurial set mind um, mm -hmm. and I really started diving in to education about everything else around me so I started digging into finance I actually started digging into habits in different ways to communicate with people and just trying to build up those like generalized um classic like human behaviors and what it's actually done is it's taught me even with using cannabis sales and stuff it's taught me how people buy and like consumer habits but also like my own smoking habits um how i correlate my daily activities and how they my body naturally goes to wanting to consume cannabis so it actually taught me a way to healthily um make my relationship with cannabis really strong um without going too too away from just like heavily consuming or sorry, other way around, um, getting away from heavily consuming and Consume, not consuming yeah. too, too much. Yeah. Um, mm. because then I was just aware. Um, and the more that I kind of did these practices, the more it kind of made me look further, further into business. And then like you go into finance and then there's habits in, uh, finance. But then you also have like your general entrepreneurial habits. So to any of the listeners that are kind of have like a little spark of entrepreneurial spirit and stuff like that in them, um, one thing that I can always say, they just keep going, um, keep that consistency. If you're consistent, you'll always keep progressing. All you have to do is make 1% increases. And by the end of the year, you make a 37.5% increase within that one year. Um, if you do that for three, four years, you're going to almost be hitting 100%. You're going to be way further ahead. Compounding. 
Compounding. Yep, big time. And definition of compounding. <laughs> compounding is in finance, it's in education, it's in I mean, we, everything. We preach that well, all the time, man. It's I mean, true, actually. No, you're right, because uh, the way that you just said how you do your printing thing, like that would almost even maybe be a good tip for people to uh, expand on their entrepreneurship is like find a passion you're already passionate about and connect some other form of whether it's revenue or work to that original passion but in a different form. So you're connecting that to your passion of cannabis but putting it in tangible form in like pictures and prints. So now it's like, you could get more skilled at pictures though, in general. Like if you think about it, take away from cannabis. Now all of a sudden you're becoming skilled at printing pictures, you know, and you have this other avenue, but it's like you used your original passion of something already to, to kind of like stand that, if that makes sense. Like big time. Um, it's, it's a huge thing is just like branching off of something that you're passionate about. Yeah, Cause um, you'll always love it. Like no matter what. Yeah. Um, the one thing though, I do uh, will always say is don't make your full blown passion, your full blown job, um, branch off of your passion, try to learn different things. Because if you just use the one thing that you know, and the one thing that you love, you might not end up loving it if you just start to work for it. So that's why I always say to branch off because what it does is it allows you to learn a new skill set, but then it also is using your passion behind it. So then it really helps drive it, but then it allows you to still enjoy that other side of that thing or product or um, whatever you're doing uh, in the part that you did enjoy it. So it allows you to always have your offside, but then it also allows you to have your work side to it. Um, and that's actually how I started to transition into cars a little bit, um, was I started into the printing, um, and printing actually transitioned me into finding some people that actually print final wraps and stuff like that. Um, made me really go into like looking into kind of like the entrepreneurial side of automotive. Um, and, uh, as I started to learn that journey, it like really kind of opened my eyes to like. There are so many different avenues out there and exactly what um, Guy was saying with compounding. Compounding isn't everything. So it's like fitness. You can compound your fitness. It's how you get more fit. It's how you get more healthy. Compounding how you eat. So making sure that you're always eating healthily and compounding that. It's okay to have those breaks. But if you compound healthy eating, you're eventually going to get healthy. That was like what Sungi, our other friend on had on a podcast, yeah. said, like he's like creating habits, like compounding habits, like uh, yeah. so good eating habits, like same thing. Yep. And it's the same thing with like financials and everything is it's just the more you compound, the more you're going to get better at it. And sometimes that's, I say it to a lot of like, um, some of my employees is literally just sometimes fake it till you make it, make that habit, force that habit. If you force it for a little while, that force will start dissipating. And then all of a sudden you're doing that habit and you're like, it becomes Whoa. natural after. Yeah, yeah, totally. And another good little habit to get into is celebrate little victories. Like, like, you know, because if you don't celebrate little victories, like, like even with guy and I'd say like the first podcast that came out, we were like, fuck the video didn't work. Now we don't have video. So we just did audio well, with a picture on it, but it was like celebrated, you know, we were happy about it. We were stoked and it just leads to more and more and more. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit of both though. At the same time, because remember we were talking actually on the, the other podcast to Sungi specifically about that, and he was telling a uh, a story. I forget what exactly it Remain was. Remain humble though, too. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was like it was like they they got this thing and they accomplished this thing, and like I think uh, he was referencing his girlfriend. I was like, oh, this is we should like we should celebrate, and he's like, yeah, yeah. But he's like, you know, what's the next thing? And it's kind of like our music video, you know, in a way if we think yeah. about it, right? Like we're I'm stoked, and of course celebrate the small, you know, the small the small. Uh, What's the, uh, what's, little victories. Yeah, small yeah, victories. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then uh, at the same time, it's like, 
that's cool, but it's like, what's the next thing? You know, like, what what am I doing next? Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but keep that hustle going, you know? Keep that consistency. At the end of the day, it's always balance, right? Like, it's always, like, we always talk about the word balance. Like, it's just balancing out your lifestyle, balancing your, yeah, your, your well, mind. Well, it's adding like, good balance. It's adding good value, true, true. you know? Because you can balance whatever you want, but, I mean, if the balance is not... Because balance, I feel like, is, it has to be more defined than just, like, oh, what's balance? You should ask, your, like, ask the question, what is balance? You know? And based on what you want to do... You know, you should add good, valuable balance to whatever that you want to do, if that makes yeah. any sense, you know? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love that you guys brought that up. Balance is such a huge, big thing. And like, I love that you kind of elaborated and kind of went a little bit deeper and being like, yeah, balance, it's making sure you're balancing the two right things. Exactly. Sometimes people are really focused and they're balancing two negative things instead of a positive and a negative. Or they're like too focused on something, but then they think they're balancing it out with something else, but they're not actually. It's true. They um, consider it balancing, but one's actually weighing the other one out. Yeah, yeah almost. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that actually kind of goes into uh, with the entrepreneur side of things, um, the happy hustle. Uh, so one of my favorite entrepreneurs, his name is John Lee Dumas. Um, he actually hosts a podcast as well. Um, and he, uh, always talks about the happy hustle and a lot of the people in 2020, 2021, 2022, it's all about the grind. It's all about the grind. It's all about the grind, but don't forget to make sure you're happy along with the grind. If you're not making sure that you're doing those little things like the little victories and little successes, you're going to end up getting to a place. Yes, you might be successful, but you're not going to be happy. The thing is, is if you work on them both. As time goes on, you're going to build up both of them and you're going to have a perfect balance of happy and hustle. So then you're going to be super happy. You're going to be in a great place and you're going to have businesses running and you're going to be successful. Um, so learning how to create that balance between life and work is such a huge thing that I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get lost in it. We just want to make sure that we're always going forward. Yeah, it's true. The like, 2021, 2022. Yeah. So like, let's go, let's go. Like. So what's the next thing? It's true. It's, it's something that I've actually realized recently where it's like, now nah, you, you need to rest too, man. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just keep hustling like all the time. Like, yeah, you should work on your craft. Don't get me wrong. Like, even if you're working a full-time job, let's say, you know, uh, maybe don't do it every single night, you know, maybe do three times a night to start off, you know, like just as long as you're contributing like that 1%, like you're saying, because you can get workout burnouts hundred percent, you know, and that's what it is. It's like this, this like myth that you just have to hustle every single day. And it's like, you do, but like, you also have to like take time to like recuperate your, you know? Yeah. Find that balance where it's like, okay, I'm going to hustle for 30 minutes and then I'm going to take uh, 45 minutes, make myself some dinner, rest a little bit, and then I'll go back to it. Yeah. And then at least you're finding that balance. So you're making sure you're uh, like giving yourself nutrition. And then you're also making sure you're giving yourself a little bit of rest. And then you're also going to come back at it more clear headed and stronger. And you're going to actually accomplish more by giving yourself that break than trying to just push through and get it all done at once. Um, I really like that point, guys. That's, I really like what you just said right there. That was like, that's a, that makes a lot. You'll probably be more efficient at the end of the day by taking that 20, 40 minute span of like break, coming back fresh, and you'll be able to commit more energy to it. That's, that's a really good point. Yeah. Right. It's like caring for yourself enough that you feel confident and, 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 uh, well rested and like prepared to do the task at hand or whatever, instead of just forcing yourself through stress and t yeah. fatigue and shit. Big time. And like, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be those nights that you're like, fuck, I just want to, I just want to get this, uh, oh, this project finished. Yeah, um, yeah. but just like literally it's like, 
if you do that, say you push yourself for those 24 hours, give yourself at least a 12 hour break after. And then that way, at least you got that project done, but then you can at least give yourself that time of rest to uh, be happy about that win that you got that project done and that you can relax, you can chill out, you can go see your family, spend time with the people that you care about. Um, Thus uh, reinforcing the rest of your life yes. and making you happy, right? That's going back to it, right? <laughs> it's literally part of it. Exactly. So true. No, I remember like, man, I remember a lot for a long time, especially just like being a musician. Like I was always like, I would almost be, I, I, I had, I fell into this rut where I was like, okay, hey, I got to practice. Like I got to practice like every single day. And like you do in a way, but like not to the extent where it's like kind of like going back to what you were saying, it takes the fun out of it and it becomes like a chore and, 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 and it's not as fun. And then you become stressed out. Like I was like, I gotta be the, like, I gotta be like a really good guitar player. Like, you know, not I mean, the best is, is, is a long stretch, but like up there, you know, I want to be recognized musically, let's say, right? And it's just like practice, practice. And then like, as I'm practicing, that ideology is like in the back of my head and it just starts stressing me out. And like, I'm not even having fun with it anymore. So it took me a long time personally to kind of like let that go and just be like, man, who cares if you don't play guitar for like, you know, a couple of days, like it's, you'll come back to it even stronger and like more ideas and like, so it's, it's very, it applies to so many things, not just music, it applies to art, it applies to, you know, whatever you're trying to do, but building good habits is, is such an important thing, man, especially like, you know, reading a book at night, you know, not going on your phone, you know, all these t different types of things that actually help you like with your sleep, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just there's so much techniques that you can adapt to literally that are going to get you that 1% daily in order to reach your goal at the end of the year, you know, let's say. Yep. And it's, it's just focusing too on that 1% because like, say, say if you're like, say fo so focused on trying to practice the guitar every day, then maybe it's like the one day that you don't practice guitar. Maybe you just look up a new riff and yeah. then you still got that 1%. You might not have practiced, but you at least got a little 1% for the next day that you end up going back and practicing. Hey, you have something else in your back pocket. Or even, even, even finding different things to be interested in that subject. Like, let's say I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to play guitar today, but like, oh, I want to like nerd out about amplification, you know? And you start learning about amps and how amps work. And like right then you just found another technique to re-fall re in love with your craft in it's a true. completely different way. It was like oh, the first time yeah. I learned uh, uh, finger picking with guitar. Like it was like, oh shit, this is a whole other avenue of just like, you know, you're like uh, identifying which three fingers are the, are the bottom strings. Your thumb is the top three. And it's like, it's just creates a different sound, different feel. Like yeah. I, I learned how to play Stairway to Heaven. It was just like basic shit, but like, well, it's not basic song, but like, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's no. one of them that you learn for sure. But like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's one that's like a standard for finger picking style. But yeah, it was, it was like, it, I totally agree. It's the same thing with going back to the printing thing of doing your cannabis printing. It's just finding another way to enjoy what you love, you know, and like seeing our music video out, you know, it's just like we took like music and put it into fruition. And now it's like has a visual with it that like gives me the vibe of the song now and it's like that's so cool to look back on and just, took forever though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took, it took like a year to like we had just that like, song going before we even started the podcast thing. yeah like, yeah, yeah. Right. podcast is just like another hustle like you know like just a way to like you know and give, give entertainment to people and if they like it they get something from it then that's awesome you know that's what we're that's what we're here to do also to promote our music and and promote other people's music but not just music too we're like broadening over to you know entrepreneurship like you were talking about and uh and just like yeah we're just local community too especially around ottawa i don't think there's like a, a another podcast that i can think of that it's like kind of doing what we're doing in a way i don't no. know if i've i've heard I of it i mean anyone. if you want to put it in perspective of how cool today was for example it's like 
we were upstairs earlier. Guy was hustling, doing his job, and while I was recording with Connor, who we've had on this podcast before, who owns, uh, who has a band, who we're releasing music for, uh, who has his own organic cleaning business, who was talking to Tanner, who also is doing his own car business thing and cannabis business thing, and it's all interconnected and it's all people helping each other, and it's like. It's kind of, it's like almost like we're self-sufficient as a crew, you know what I mean? Like just as the crew we have here and the people we've had on the podcast, but even as like a general community, you know, it's like so easy to just have like your whole life dictated by the people around you and not have to resort to like bullshit. Like (laughs) it's so, so true. And like, even for uh, like entrepreneurs, one thing I commonly hear all the time is you are going to be like the five people you surround yourself with Yeah, and making sure that you surround yourself with good people that are going to like always forward thinking and kind of think the same way that you do. It's all about that and making sure that you stick with people that stick with your true values and where you want to go. And you will get there. It just takes time. Um, And it's even like you guys saying that it takes a year to like it took you guys a year to get that music video out and stuff. Hey, but the best things take time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, Patience is a virtue for sure. So true. And I know it's hard for people not to be negative because I'm like this, like myself, I'm very negative and hard on myself sometimes when I don't have other like people around to kind of reinforce the, an idea or something. And it's like, but that is something that I've learned to control because I, I noticed that with other people in my life too. And it's just like, if you can try, try not to be negative. Like, try not to forcefully be negative or always shitting on stuff or always talking down on yourself because I find that makes it exactly like the idea of environment that manipulates you into becoming that way. And I found, like, I literally became stagnant anytime I did that shit, you know? And it's like, and again, it's hard to not have a bad day and then not go home and be like, fuck, everything sucks. But, like, if you don't do that actively or you're not sharing, like, a negative post on Instagram being, like, you know, some meme related to how you feel, like that kind of shit. It's like that all reinforces Damn. your feelings. It's true. That's crazy, yep. dude. It's true, I never right? even thought of that. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. yeah, I know, I know. I thought about it the other day. It's like I, sometimes I like post it. I'm like, that reinforces my negative vibe. Like, you know, that, that's all that does. Like, <laughs> So it's actually funny that you say that. Um, recently, I've been uh, looking into uh, a, an entrepreneur actually was talking about affirmations, not affirmations. So affirmations are like when you say to yourself, like you want things to happen. So like I am rich um, and stuff like that. So it's those little I'm things. I'm fucking loaded. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is for an affirmation, when you say those things, your brain goes, yeah, right. Because you don't truly believe it. You're just saying it because somebody's telling you that this will make you feel a little better. What you should be really saying to yourself is why am I so rich? Because then what it starts doing is it starts allowing your brain to start thinking about what you have and what's around you instead of what you don't have and what you're losing. Um, and it's so interesting, man. Yeah. It starts training your brain to think more positively. And if you start thinking that way, you'll start excelling forward a lot quicker because you're not, your time isn't spent on negativity. It's always spent on forward thinking. It's always like, it's always being, um, solution oriented and being like, you know what, there's this issue in my life, but you know what, how can I make it better? So even though like, say my car broke down. Oh, well, you know what? I get a rental for a few weeks. Hey, I get to have a great rental. It's a great way to kind of put a positive spin on something that's negative um, and just train your brain. So creating healthy habits of how you're thinking. So habits also go into internal and your subconscious and how your subconscious is naturally thinking as well. That's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, there's, I don't know, I don't know where I, I, 
I, I remember hearing something, but I mean, it stuck with me for so long. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know, but maybe it was a quote or some shit I read somewhere along the line. But I remember this. I remember like going back to what you were saying, Justin, about like, oh, you feel like, I guess what this would apply to, to emotions and just feeling down or whatever. And sometimes it's, it's good to remember that like, it, it was this thing where it was like, emotions are like a cloud, you know, and they just pass by. You know, they're not here to stay essentially, you know, and that stuck with me so much because every time like, you know, I'm thinking something, whatever I'm feeling, I'm, I just remember like, and this is not here to stay. This is just, this is temporary, you know, and that, that has helped me a lot personally. So that's yeah, so true. A, a book I'm reading right now had a similar line to that. It's like really? your thoughts are literally thoughts. Like every thought you have is a literal thought. It's like your brain's just thinking something. And you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Like, it, it, and it sounds simple, but it's like, it's very complex. Like, it's like everything that you're creating, every stress, every anxiety. It's like, it's because you've chosen to go that direction in your head, you know? And like, it's so weird. <laughs> and it's, it's so crazy how powerful your subconscious is. Cause your subconscious is the thing that sometimes will throw those things into your conscious thoughts. Um, where if you can learn to kind of create like a healthy habit in your subconscious at the same time as learning your consciousness and how your consciousness works, you create like almost like this orb of like healthy thinking. It's, it's crazy. And you realize how, I don't know, nobody could convince me otherwise, but I mean like school systems and elementary and it's like, I guarantee teachers had good, good intentions for kids and stuff growing up. But like just the way society is developed, like we're so conditioned. Like that's the reason so many people are suffering from anxiety and stress and, 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 and feeling all these dark like thoughts. If you really think about the root of like all evil, so to speak, it's like a lot of it is conditioning in society. It's because society wants you to be a certain way, you know, like to fit in. Big time. And I'm happy you said that, to be honest, because it's why I'm personally taking a social media break right now. Um, I've cut off all my social media for the fact of outside influence. Um, this society in the way that social media and the media has designed our thoughts to think is that we need more. We always need something more or we need something new or we don't, we don't have enough. And one thing that I was trying to do for myself is cut out social media so that I could really be present and stop always being here and start being here. Um, just so that I can really focus on, okay, what's around me? What do I need to work on instead of always looking at other people's stuff? Um, so that I'm actually trying to train myself so that whenever I go back onto social media, I'm going to create a healthy habit where it's only just a business oriented thing. It's not something that I'll use for scrolling or on a natural, like on a day to day basis. Yeah, um, man, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm pretty bad with social media in that, in that regard. Like, obviously I do like use social media to promote it, but like, man, I'll catch myself sometimes just like opening my phone for like nothing. You know what I mean? I'll be working yeah. or something and I'll like open up my phone and then I'm like, but I catch, but like, I know I'm aware of it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm full on aware of it. I'm like, okay, this is fucking stupid. Awareness is always and then I just like, I turn it off and like, and then sometimes I'll just do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's bad. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's bad, but I, I'm, at least I'm aware. You know what I mean? I think oh, that's yeah. the first step for sure. But and that all to say, we will not be linking any of Tanner's uh, social media. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just, <laughs> you just shot yourself in the foot, bud. Hey, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. Um, but actually you're, note on that about uh the phone thing so the phone thing just as i was talking about healthy subconscious um habits is phones are designed that when you hear that ding your brain subconsciously goes to your phone so that yeah, i don't have any notifications or anything yeah so it's, it's learning how to like take away those cues so that your brain stops going to that when you feel that cue or you hear that cue and it's crazy how like 
people have learned this to be able to put this into play. So people are adopt to new habits and then this is what it creates. Oh yeah. And one kind of little thing I wanted to mention, I, it was just a thought process I had when you were saying like the always wanting more and seeing like people's lifestyle and achievements. It's like even people will get stressed out over like a really, really planned nice picture of like someone in like a dress you know sitting on a sunroom drinking their coffee out of a nice mug or some shit and they're like oh man that person's reading a book in the sun on a chair with a nice like espresso you know they have everything or like and and, and that's where like you said it gets skewed because it's like yeah the, maybe the picture's cool or maybe like well done or they have a very nice like style and dynamic to their social media for sure but like if you really stop and think about it, it's like, yo, I could do that right now. Like I could literally just go sit, read a book and drink coffee in a chair in a nice sunlit room. And it's like, you're there, you're in it. You're experiencing that moment at that time. Like who cares about that picture? That picture is like irrelevant at that point. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need, it doesn't, it shouldn't dictate your feelings towards those kind of things. Like you guys, do you, do you ever listen to Jordan B. Peterson? No. You don't know Jordan B. Peterson? No. No. Oh, oh. man. He's a psychologist actually from Alberta who, uh, uh, exploded up online and like now he's like I guess an online influencer but anyway he was he has these talks like you know anyway and he was talking about this thing and uh like I'll send you some links and you can you can look them up and stuff but uh I'd say like for sure like maybe uh, like you know he's he's so he's so wise in politics that it's almost like I, I don't even know what to make of it but I don't look at him for politics I look at him for like just like standard like psychology but he has so many cool things very controversial because of all his shit that he says basically like it, it mind fucks you and you're like okay like is this anyway but there's this thing it's like you know and he was saying something like uh you know you see this guy drive by in like a red like corvette or something you know when then he drives by and you just see like this super hot woman blah blah and like they drive by and like he looks all rich and everything and then you're just like oh and you're envious you don't even know why you're like oh i wish i was that guy you know but as the guy drives away and turns around the corner you know that guy just like stole a shit ton of money from his job just lost his job the chick sitting in the fucking passenger seat is a prostitute who does cocaine and all they do is argue all the time <laughs> like shit like that and i'm like wow Yep. And that's what social media is, man. You know, you can post and you can be like, oh, this is my life. This is how great it is. But like deep down, man, you're hurting. It's it's so true. And it's going back to kind of like the entrepreneurship thing. It's it's literally like about overnight successes. There's no such thing about an overnight success. The only reason why they become an overnight success is because they compounded all their work until that one moment that then launched their business. So they spent the last five, six, 10 years working their ass off to get to where they needed to be to do that launch to get them that overnight success. Nobody's ever an overnight success. It takes time. But the way that we see it is, oh, you became a millionaire in two days. Instant gratification. Yeah. Right. So it's... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, not that it's like a super... Instagram... You know, Instagram <laughs> yeah, vacation. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, and it's not that like to say like our music is like, I still want to obviously work hard and get better music over time. But it's like, if I was to say like, cause people give me compliments on our music and they're like, wow, man, you can spit bars and like shit like that. And it's like, that's great. Great song. You just launched. This all happened within the last like year or two. I've been writing fucking rap lyrics for like over 10 years. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like that, like if I had done that 10 years ago, you'd be like, wow, you suck, dude. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like people see it and they're like, damn, man, you're actually really good. And it's like, I'm, I'm appreciative of it, of course. Like, and it's like, I, I feel like I have gotten to a good spot, but it's like, that took a fucking long time. Like, it's like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to even release music in the past. So anyway, it's just like you said, no one sees that. No one sees that. You know, I'm not saying I'm an overnight success, but all the things you're seeing now is an accumulation of stuff that I've worked for, you know? 
it's like so we take it to we take it to heart when we when we release these things <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent, man yeah 100 and honestly i guess on that note tanner like it has been stellar having you in today dude like yeah i, I honestly i, I, I had to see man like, yeah, like like i was like okay that's cool we're gonna talk about weed man you 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 mind fucked me man Oh. My fucking <laughs> hey. so thank you for that yeah no worries guys i'm like super super happy to be here and like you said great great conversation and like oh like i can't wait to see where this goes like yeah yeah just yeah, keep yeah, hustling man definitely and... gonna get you back man we want to talk more about your 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 career and 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 the automotive everything that you you were saying earlier about that we definitely have to have you back for sure Big even even this everything that you just said like about the business i think a lot of people who are listening would would actually get a lot of good value from agreed it, so, yeah, yeah. Big time trying to throw out those value bombs. <laughs> yeah, that's why it pays to be real, you know? Hey. What is uh what does the future look like for uh it's a question I ask everyone. Uh so for myself, it's basically right now I'm trying to align a few businesses. Um trying to get those things launched while staying in the cannabis industry. Um really just trying to focus on like what my true beliefs are and just trying to compound as much education as possible. So in the next Literally for the next two years, it's just educating myself on anything that I possibly can that will relate to business or learning or just development in personal life or just like communication as well. Um, so just literally just trying to power and move forward and trying to just teach myself and learn more about myself in the world. Man, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, Honestly, okay. dude, that's like that like sums up our philosophy of this podcast bro, in a lot of ways. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, fucking stellar having you on today, dude. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. Peace, guys. <laughs> have a great night. Like a chair, or don't like a chair, but hopefully you like a chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, like our shit. Don't like our shit. That's it. <laughs> Peace, love. Share this shit. <laughs>